Welcome to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. This is a podcast of conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Dr. Michelle Perugini. She's an entrepreneur, academic, and an internationally renowned expert in health, medical research, advanced analytics, and cognitive AI. Michelle spent the first 13 years of her career in health and medical research, specializing in predictive genetics and translational medicine. In 2007, Michelle co-founded an innovative startup named ISD Analytics, where she led the research and development of and commercialization of its award-winning human population behavior predictive analytics software product called Simulate. The product was acquired by Ernst & Young in 2015 and became one of EY's global suite of analytics products. Michelle's now working with and mentoring various innovative technology startups and is co-founder and CEO of Presogen and Life Whisperer. Michelle, how are you going? Uh, Very well, thanks, Peter. Good, cool. Thanks for joining me, like, out the front of StartCon as well. We're, like, sitting at an empty cafe as people start to come into this event. And it's the wind's a bit, you know, blowy and there's random birds in the background. But it's it's a time that we could find. So, thank you. And and you're talking at StartCon today as well, right? I am. I'm speaking in the AI theme. I think I'm the only healthcare AI presentation here today. Represent. Represent. (laughs) Nice one. Okay, so let's just run through some of, get, get to know what you do. So Life Whisperer, what's that and how does that work? So Life Whisperer is our first product through the Preston company. And what we're doing there is using artificial intelligence to help doctors to pick their healthiest embryos during IVF and the embryos that are most likely to create a pregnancy. So what happens now in the IVF process is parents who can't have children naturally come in to have an IVF treatment. They have eggs extracted from the female Uh, fertilised with sperm in a culture dish and then those egg and sperm that are fertilised become embryos and at a point in time in the culture of those embryos a decision needs to be made about which of those embryos to transfer back to the female in the hope of creating a pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So we're putting more surety and evidence base around that decision of which embryo to put back based on AI. A lot of decision-making that a doctor makes just based on their experience, right? So that's really where AI kind of shines in healthcare, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. I found companies that take on AI in healthcare, they either sometimes just decide to build a really good algorithm or a bunch of really good algorithms that like, are really effective and then flog that off to an organization to then do the hard part of selling it to doctors. What is Life Whisperer? So it, it sounds like it's both the intelligence as well as the interface for doctors to use. Is that yeah, right? absolutely. So it's a web-based application. It's very simple and easy to use within the clinical environment. It's got all the protections around patient data and privacy Mm. and essentially the doctor just needs to drag and drop images of the patient's embryos it takes about 15 seconds it runs in real time and gives them an instant confidence level around each of those embryos on their on their computer screen so very simple to use very easy web-based interface but for anyone who's uh, developed and commercialized health tech before it's um, inherently more complicated sort of at the back end and through that process. Is, I'm guessing then the process and dealing with regulatory as well as selling to doctors. So there's a lot, a lot of stuff that you probably need to sort out. So is it TGA approved? Life Whisperer is TGA approved and we're currently, we're about halfway through the approval process in the US with right. the FDA yeah. and we're almost through our first approval process in Europe. And then, you know, Southeast Asia has different approvals again. So I think the challenge for companies like ours is it's all good and well to develop a scalable 
AI product, but actually getting it to market is incredibly difficult yes. because of those different regulatory barriers. Completely solving a global problem, but but doing it one country at a time can be can be tough. So Life Whisperer is is one product, and Presogen is the organisation. Is that right? Tell us a bit more about Presogen. Yeah, correct. So. Our mission with Preston is really to be able to connect clinics globally in order to build scalable and robust AI medical products, Life Whisperer being the first of those. One of the things that we've noticed in the healthcare sector and with companies or researchers building AI products is they're not particularly scalable and they're not generalising that well. So we're seeing a lot of issues in the industry at the moment where AI algorithms are being built on a single data set. It, doesn't matter how big that data set or how prestigious that data set is, those AI algorithms, once they then go into clinical operation outside of that patient demographic or outside of that clinical environment, they actually don't work very well. And so what we've done is we've built a platform that allows us to access globally diverse and distributed data sets in healthcare in order to build a globally scalable AI products. And we can do that without ever moving that data. So we're not breaching any privacy rules. We've got a patent pending decentralised technology, AI training technology that allows us to, instead of moving all of these global data sets into a central place to build an AI, we actually send our AI out to each data set to learn iteratively without ever moving that data. And that's pretty special. So that's a, yeah, so that's what we're kind of focused on at Preston and that's an enabler. That technology in the platform is an enabler for us to build rapidly globally scalable AI medical products for a whole range of different industry applications. That's awesome. So I was thinking if, if you're building a globally you know, a global database of information, then you're, you're just, the more information you get, the more and more you're becoming like this massive threat for penetration or hacking or, you know, you more and more responsibility that you've, oh, you've always got responsibility, but more and more threat of something going wrong. So is that, I don't know, I, I'm learning about blockchain and other stuff, which I like, which is, as I understand, is kind of like about like decentralization and all this kind of stuff. Is that the same as that or is that different? Or is it's, it like- it's very different, but I guess the premise is similar. So yeah. blockchain's all about keeping, you know, accountability across sort of linkages within a chain of, you know, data. Yeah. But with what we're doing, I guess there, there's a couple of problems that we're solving. One is that the clinics have a high level of, mistrust and they're they're fearful of giving their data away and the second one like you mentioned is the fact that you know if you have this massive central repository of data that's kind of a prime target for Mm. you know for breaches of data Mm. and then the third one is that there's actually restrictions in place in the healthcare sector like GDPR and so forth that prevent us actually moving data outside of a country of origin. So how then do you create a globally scalable AI that has been built on the basis of a globally diverse data set? Mm -hmm. It's very difficult. So we've kind of solved this problem ourselves through a need and through our vision to build these scalable AI products that can be used globally. Awesome. So is that something then that would just be used for products that you guys develop or is that something then that becomes a product in itself? It's a product in itself, but we use it internally only. Yeah. So yeah. we we use it. It's actually an interface. So in the similar way to what I described with Life Whisperer, where there's drag and drop of data directly onto the interface, there's mm. a clinical portal that 
we have any data contributors using, they drag and drop their images directly onto that portal. The AI then gets to view those um, data and learn from them without, again, without ever moving that out of the country of origin. And then it moves to the next customer or clinic who is contributing data. And we also have a really unique business model in that we're, we're not trying to amass large amounts of data for our own benefit. We're trying to build scalable products for the medical industry. And we actually reserve part of the royalties from the development of those products to give back to those data contributors. And that's quite unique. Oh, okay. So they, they've... Okay. So a, a clinic or a clinician shares or, or whatever an institution shares their information and then receives ro- like royalties for correct. those correct okay, that's cool so because the value of their individual data set is quite limited yeah for ai so you can't really build ai from a single data set but the collective value of a global product that has been built on the basis of many data sets is very valuable and so they get to share in a bit of that value by being a contributor to the to the product hey that's nice i like because everyone's playing the data game at the moment and try mm-hmm. like feel they're sitting on a gold mine of information because they're specializing in a niche or they do a particular thing and so they'll amass a, like a lot of data but have no idea what to do with it they just think it's worth a lot of money you're um, right and i i actually i scoff a little bit about those players who are doing that because the irony of that approach is that it's never going to work for developing ai products because yeah. It's never going to be the right data and it's never going to come from the right place. So I guess you need both ends of the spectrum. You need a way to be able to access data that you need to build the thing. But you also need to know what the thing is before you go access the data. Because otherwise it's going to be the wrong data and the wrong um, information in order to build that product. Yeah, right. So is anyone else doing like a similar, like you mentioned your stuff is like patent pending and you've got like a unique approach to things. Has Presogen got competitors to what you're doing? There's a number of competitors. I don't think anyone's... I mean, there's a huge amount of competitors in the medical imaging and AI space there everywhere. I don't think anyone's tackling it in the way that we're tackling it. I think we've got a very intentional focus of bringing the clinics along for the journey, Mm. helping them to create value out of their data, helping us to build globally scalable products that then feed back and help their patients. Yeah. So it's kind of, I think it's meeting the incentives of all of the players that are involved and I don't see anyone doing that globally. Wow, it ticks a lot of boxes. That's that's awesome. And there's a lot of good behind that too. I like it. I like it. You're, so you're talking at StartCon later today. The name of your talk is AI in Healthcare Hype versus Reality. What's, what's all that about? Can you give me yeah. a spoiler? Because this will come out after the spoiler talk, so it's alert. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I guess um, I'll be talking about the challenges that exist in the healthcare sector with AI products. And we're seeing now there's been this big hype, you know, increase in, you know, companies kind of jumping on the AI bandwagon, mm-hmm. if you like, and claiming that they can solve particular medical problems with higher accuracy, developing algorithms, but not really having a structured way to deliver those algorithms into the clinical environment. And a lot of those companies are now failing. And they're failing for a number of reasons. They're failing because the technology doesn't translate to the clinical environment. They're failing because they haven't developed it alongside clinicians and they don't understand how it fits into the current process. Mm. And they're failing because they haven't built, they're extremely biased, these AI products, and they haven't been built on the right data. And so, yeah, there's a lot of hype around AI in general. There's a huge amount of hype in the healthcare sector. And now you're starting to see some of those earlier players really fall off the perch and, and you see the cracks starting to appear. Mm. 
Pistarcon's well represented by like really hungry founders of super cool innovative, you know, companies from from different industries. Everything name an industry you can put tech at the end of it now i saw some really cool food tech stuff over there yep. by the way but that's you know so everything's tech, ag tech food tech oh man it's it's all on but health tech's been around for a long time whatever you call it digital health med tech you're the only speaker that's that's health tech focused here and there's only a couple of of companies exhibiting in a very small little booth over there so firstly good on you congratulations you. <laughs> yes. but 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 what like why do you think we're so light on representing like here at like this is Australia's leading startup conference why why is health so light in terms of representation because it's bloody hard <laughs> it is so hard yeah it's very capital intensive to get through regulatory approvals, to build the quality systems, to get the data, to build the product, to do the research. It's highly technically challenging. It's very legally restrictive. There's huge regulatory burden and just not many startups can really weather that process. Yeah, I think yeah. that's one of the main things. Australia is actually incredibly strong in the healthcare sector. It's just that leveraging that research base into commercial products hasn't happened as quickly or as broadly as you might have thought. Mm. And I think it's because that commercialisation part of the healthcare technology is is very difficult here. Is it, you've got your eye on other parts of the world as well. Mm. Commercialising health tech in other parts of the world, is it simpler or is it just more progressed? Or? I don't think it's simpler and I don't think it's more progressed, but there's more capital and yeah. there's more investment, that investors that actually understand the value of healthcare technologies, that understand the process and yeah. the upfront investment that's required. So one of the, one of the challenges that we see in the healthcare sector is you know, it takes years to get a product to market. Mm. So it's not the same as a clinical drug trial, but it still takes years to mm. get a product to market if it's regulated. Yeah. And that requires a huge amount of upfront investment that we just don't have a lot of sophisticated healthcare, health tech investors yes. in Australia that can kind of feed the need for those companies. Mm. Would invest uh, expecting 10x return in two to three years' time and then be scratching their heads Correct. just wondering why they don't have that. So just to wind it out then, so Presigen being the the overarching organisation, Life Whisperer being what sounds like the first of, of products to come. Are there any sneak peeks that you can give on what you might be working on next? Yeah, there are. So I talked about Preston's approach of connecting clinics globally to build scalable AI medical products. Yep. The, the platform that we do that through is called AI Open Projects and we have AI Open Projects now in a number of re areas. We have a second one in the fertility sector looking at non-invasive genetic assessment of embryos. So we're going out for large data collection now for that. And then we have another in lung radiology looking at early lung cancer detection. And we have a third one that we're interested in, which is a little bit earlier in, in development, which is in the ophthalmology and glaucoma detection space. Mm -hmm. So, But the nice thing about what we're doing is we can really open up AI open projects for any application that we want because we've built the infrastructure that allows us to do that really easily. And we've got the means for clinics to very easily and safely connect their data mm. to the AI 
and we've got the means to be able to rapidly develop that AI and we've got the front-end system that can deliver it into clinics. So we've kind of built all the back-end infrastructure, if you like, and now we're looking at really interesting areas where we can apply the technology in healthcare. That's pretty cool. And so if I was a clinic, if I was a small GP clinic in Australia, am I able to eventually you know, have a relationship with Presogen and pass my information on. Yeah, to you absolutely. We don't yeah. care how big or how small because actually we need those small small clinics yeah. in there to get the representative data. Yeah. Because otherwise when you go put that product into those small clinics, it won't work. Of course. So of course. you don't need everyone's data, but you need a globally diverse data set from different patient demographics, different clinical environments. Mm. Um, that's the key to building scalable AI. So yeah, we're open to the infrastructure allows for anyone of any size to contribute data. And what we do is we kind of set the... We identify an area of interest with clinicians usually Mm. and then we go out and we specify the type of data that's required. We identify the clinical need and the clinical partners that we need to get in place and then we put a broad call out to any clinics who are interested in contributing that type of data. Awesome. And is there any timeframes on when that might be... um full ready go live type situation yeah well we're we're live now so we're already collecting data for our first or our second fertility product sorry but our first product on the ai open projects platform yeah and we'll be soon going out to collect radiology data for the lung cancer detection project exciting journey Mm. to go on looking forward to following all of that i'll put some information in the show notes of the show michelle thanks so much for finding time before the your your talk as well we've got to pack up so you can go tell everyone about all the amazing things you do michelle thanks so much yeah no problems thanks peter thanks for listening to talking health tech my name is peter birch go check out the website contribute to the forum listen to other episodes and get in touch with feedback about the show because collaboration starts with a conversation speak to you next time